You are tuned in to On Air with Chris Shanafel. Welcome back, On Air with Chris Shanafel. It's my pleasure to welcome onto the show quarterback out of the reigning NCAA Division II National Champion University of West Florida Argonauts, Austin Reed. And Austin, I'm sure that'll never get old to hear. How's everything going, man? Uh, it's going really good. Appreciate you having me. You're, you're definitely right. It definitely doesn't get old here, Matt. <laughs> You know, Austin, taking a look back at the special season you and the Argos had last year at quarterback, you passed for over 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns to only 11 interceptions. You also added six touchdowns on the ground. You helped uh, lead West Florida to an 8-2 and two regular season record before uh, going on a magical playoff run in which you guys would defeat Wingate, Valdosa State, Lenore Ryan. Ferris State before taking down Minnesota State Mankato in the national championship game, 48-40. to Now that you've had a few months to let it sink in, how exactly will you look back at the 2019 season that you and your team experienced? It'll always be super memorable, you know, just having that kind of an experience, especially as a redshirt freshman, to go through something like that, especially with the seniors that we had where most of those guys were fifth-year seniors and they really grew. They built the program from year one. Mm-hmm. to what it has become and for them to have a senior season go off with a national championship and to be able to win it for those guys and just go on such a magical run beating four number one seeds and just doing something that not a lot of people really imagine us doing is always going to be special to have you mentioned it four number one seeds in the playoffs all five of those games were on the road you guys tried it a lot of miles in that run i mean uh How'd you like playing spoiler to opposing teams, fan bases, and cities in general throughout those five weeks and being able to, to do such a thing on the road? To me, that speaks volumes to not only you guys as players, but the coaching staff as well. How'd they keep you guys cool, calm, and collected on the road in those big-time moments and those big-time games? Yes, sir. You know, I personally, I actually like road games more than I like home games. Um, I've always been a super competitive kid. and For me, I love to go into somebody else's stadium beat them in front of their fans and then send their fans home happy. I've always loved it. I've always thought it's one of the better parts of sports is being able to go on the road and beat somebody at their house. And, you know, our coaches just kept us super, super focused on the task that we had at hand. Every, our coaches like to say that everybody in the country was surprised that we were winning, but nobody in that building was surprised. And I think that was honestly how we felt. Everybody in our building knew how good we were, the talent that we had, and that we could beat anybody in the country. And so when teams were surprised to see us win, going on the road, taking out all these winning streaks on, at home, we just knew that we were good enough to do it, and we weren't surprised at all. 85 minutes before the national championship game, you made a prediction. Uh, you said, talk to me after the game. We're going to win this game. We're going to win it all. And you said, you know, you'd like to look back at that moment. And here we are now looking back at that moment. What made you so sure that that special run was going to continue and uh, ultimately end in you guys becoming national champions? Um, you know, it's just knowing the team that we have, knowing the guys that we had, knowing the way that our coaches were so good at preparing us and being ready. And so I just wanted everybody in that on our team and everybody on our in our huddle to look at me and know that I was sure that we were going to get it done. And if they could see their starting quarterback having that kind of faith in our team, being ready to go win this game, that they were going to have that kind of faith in themselves. And, so, you know, I've always – I've always liked to think that I got a confident side of me, almost like that borderline where you have to be a little bit on that border of being confident and cocky if you want to be great. And so I just 
I try to play to that to my advantage, try to play to my competitiveness and thinking that I'm the best player on the field at all times and try and make it work that way. And, of course, that prediction before that game goes back to what you were saying about the coaching staff. You know, everybody seemed to be surprised that you guys went on this run in the playoffs, except for the guys in that building, except for the players on that team. Uh, Austin, West Florida's football program is relatively new as well. Last year was just its fifth season in existence, so adding that just makes this much more impressive. What's it like working with head coach Pete Shinnick, the reigning uh, D2 National Coach of the Year, and his staff, who quickly turned this program into one of the best in the country? Well, yeah, you know, Coach Shinnick is just an awesome coach. He's an awesome man. The kind of values and principles that he instills in our program is is top-notch. You know, no cussing is allowed in our facilities at all at any time. He's a man that's built on faith, and as me as a Christian, I believe that it's just it's great to have a man leading you with, with faith values. And so he just he's just a great guy to play for. The coaching staff is awesome. My quarterback coach, uh, Coach Nobles, Caleb Nobles, he's only like 25, 26 years old. He was the first-ever quarterback for UWF, and he's just – his mind for the game, his love for it. He spends hours and hours and hours watching film and just preparing me to do the best that I can. And so, you know, really it's just us going onto the field and executing a game plan that the coaching staff has prepared for us. Again, we're chatting with Austin Reed, quarterback of the national champion winning West Florida Argos, also reigning freshman of the year as he threw for over 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns with a 13-1 and record as a starting quarterback for the Argos. Um, and Austin, how did you ultimately wind up at West Florida? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't until week two or week three when I noticed you had transferred out of Southern Illinois. I know you're from the Florida area. What went into the decision to, uh, to, to go back to your home state of Florida, attend West Florida and, uh, play for the Argos? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just, I went to Southern Illinois out of high school. I felt like I was ready to experience something new, go far away from home, play big time division one football was very enticed by that, and so my my experience there wasn't as all as I planned, but I'm starting to learn that in life, everything that you plan out usually doesn't end the way you think it is, but it's just kind of using your experiences and everything to help you grow, and I feel like that year at Southern Illinois really helped me grow as a man, not only as a football player, and just matured me and really made me see what it was like being a college athlete, some of the things that I wanted in my college experience and some of the things that I didn't want. And so I think ultimately once I was just not enjoying football anymore, when I was at Southern Illinois and I really just started to dread going to practice and things like that is when I knew I had to probably transfer out because I've always been a kid who's had such a love for the game. And for for me, once I felt like the love was going away, I knew I had to probably make a move. And so I put myself out there on the in the transfer portal, and luckily I was blessed with a second opportunity from West Florida. You know, a lot, not a lot of guys are blessed with that opportunity. And so having that relationship with the coaching staff at West Florida when I was in high school enabled me to get them in touch with me when I was transferring. And so thankfully they took a chance on me. They took a chance on a 19-year-old who really didn't have much experience in college and let me have the reins to that team. And I just I can't thank them more than enough for giving me the opportunities. Um, I'll never take it for granted, you know, never feel like I deserve it, like, I've, like I'm kind of obligated to have it. I've always just been feeling like blessed to have these opportunities. And I'm sure nothing was guaranteed, Austin. How did you, uh, you know, in spring ball and in summer training camp, how did you come out as the 
uh, starting quarterback for the Argos. Again, coming in as a redshirt freshman, you're still one of the younger guys on the team. How did uh, how did you ultimately win out? What was that battle like in the spring and the summer last year for that starting job? Yeah, so I, I actually didn't transfer in until the summer, so I spent a full year at Southern Illinois. I did a fall and a spring semester at Southern Illinois, and so after we finished spring ball in, at SIU, I put my name in the portal, and then eventually committing to West Florida about two weeks into summer break, um, the coaches just told me, they were like, listen, you're going to get a shot to compete. We're not going to promise you a starting job. We're not going to this. We're not going to that. What kind of a program would we be if we promised you anything? And so they just said, what we will promise you is we'll promise you a chance to compete. And so for me, all I wanted was a chance. And so coming in in the summer, just always thought just be the hardest man, hardest working guy in the weight room, just make an impression. And then in fall camp, when it comes time to shine, just go out there and just do what you got to do. And so, you know, luckily, like I said, I came out there in the fall and apparently they saw they liked something they saw. And so blessed to have the opportunity going into week one to where the coaches decided me and another player were going to take – two and two drives and then they were going to decide where to go from there and so apparently they liked the productivity I brought onto the field and they were willing to hand me the starting job. And that's that's a pretty quick turn of events going from Southern Illinois to competing uh, for the starting job in the summer of uh, the, the season and then going on to winning the starting job and now being the quarterback of the best team in Division Two football how about the leadership qualities, Austin? Everybody looks at the quarterback to be one of the leaders of the team. How would you describe your leadership qualities? And coming in as a redshirt freshman last season, again, um, you know, as the team was going through summer training camp, one of the younger guys on the team, how were you able to gain the respect of your upperclassmen teammates? I've always just tried to keep it real with guys. I've always thought that one of my biggest traits is that guys is that I'm relatable. And so I feel like just being as a quarterback, I never wanted to be one of those guys that, the players looked at me like another coach because while that's good, I feel like your relatability with your teammates isn't really there. And so what I always pride myself on is that the guys walk into the huddle and that they know I'm one of them. And so guys can come to me about anything. Guys can trust me about anything. And I feel like that takes you a long way. And so I was able to win over some of those guys, you know, not as quick as, 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 as you may want to, you know, when you got 23 year olds and guys who have been in a, in a program for five years, you're not going to win them right over. And so, there was obstacles and there was times where I'd have to sit down with the fifth year seniors and we had to state where they wanted me to be as a leader and what they wanted from me. And so I tried to just take that as a young guy, listening to the older players and kind of use it to my advantage saying, Hey, these guys want me a certain way. They're 23. They've been to a national championship before. Obviously I should probably listen. And again, you're coming off of a season in which you led the Argos to a national championship victory. You threw for over 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. You had two 1,000-yard receivers in Quinton Randolph and Tate Latio. How did the playmakers around you help make your job easier, Austin? And how were you able to build chemistry with these offensive playmakers so quickly? You had five receivers with at least five touchdowns on the season. Yeah, I, we always stated that we felt like we had the best we had the best receiving core in Division Two, and I honestly believe that every time I say it. The kind of guys that we have, whether that was Quentin Randolph, who was just a big play guy, the guy who went from being a walk-on to being a single-game single, single game record holder for yards in a game uh, with 241 or 256 in the natty, and then guys like Tate Letio who were just so reliable and just everything you threw their way, they were going to catch it. And, you know, guys like, like Kevin Grant, Rodney Coates, 
guys who kind of put me under their wing from the moment I got there and kind of took me in and said, we're going we're gonna to help you become one of us and get into that leadership role. I can't be more thankful for those kind of guys. And, you know, we're losing guys like Kevin and Tate and Quinn, but we bring back guys like Rodney Coase, like Karan Ashley, like Kevin Chanel, Evan Mitchell, guys who are going to explode into even bigger roles next year. And I'm pretty confident that we'll be able to duplicate that kind of success. A few more questions with Austin Reed, quarterback of the West Florida Argos, reigning Division II national champions. And uh, this season, Austin, you guys kick off the season at home, hosting West Virginia Wesleyan on September 3rd. Uh, what are you guys going to have to do in order to repeat as national champions this season? As you said, a lot of guys are going to have to step up, and uh, you, you know you guys are going to be missing some key playmakers. Um, again, an opportunity for a lot of uh, younger guys to step up um, in their absence, uh, what, what are you guys going to have to do to, you know, I, I won't even go, you know, I, I know that's going to be the expectation to go and repeat as national champs, but you guys play in one of the, arguably the toughest conference in Division Two in the right. GSC. What, what are you guys going to have to do in order to, you know, compete yet again in that conference? I think for us, it's just trying not to be more than we are. You know, I think when it comes to that, trying to live up to expectations. I think the best way to live up to expectations is not worry about expectations. And so for us, it's just not worrying about trying to be that team that has to come out there and defend their national championship or worrying about that team that has to be number one in the rankings and absolutely blow out teams every week. I think it's just going into every game, worried about that game, worried about your job, your job each and every play. And so we start to focus on our defending our national championship. And if we try to focus on all the hype that's going to surround us when the season comes around, and there's going to be guys who are going to be up for preseason awards and things like that, the minute we start to focus on that stuff is when the downfall of our program will be. And so I think we should just try to keep that underdog role and that underdog mentality as much as we can. I think that we should go into every game thinking we still haven't proven what University of West Florida football really is yet and just try not to – build too much hype around this season and trying to go in there and do our jobs every day and just do what we know how to do. And what's the vibe been like around Pensacola, Florida since winning the national champion? Again, this is a relatively new program still to college football, um, you know, especially since December, since winning that national championship, Austin. How has the vibe changed? What's the vibe like in regards to the West Florida football program? It's been awesome. You know, first thing I want to say is I like the city of Pensacola is amazing. It's an awesome, it's an awesome place to have a college. I'm surprised it took this long for football to get there because it is, it is just, it is such a great city to be a part of. The city really has rallied behind our program. Everywhere you go, you see posters of the national championship um, for the Pensacola Mardi Gras parade. The University of West football, University of West Florida football team was the grand marshal of the parade. And it's just like it's a city that just loves football, and it's always been kind of like sandwiched in SEC country between LSU, Alabama, and FSU. And so they've kind of been waiting to have their own football team. And so the fact that we can kind of give them a successful football team out there on the field that they want to come support and come support at Blue Wahoo, which is just such an awesome stadium, it's, it's, I really love it. I've fallen in love with Pensacola. I've thought about living there after college. It's an awesome place to play football and go to college. And, uh, you know, you guys have some of the best uniforms as well in college football. Have to throw that out there, definitely. Um, Austin, that's all I have for you, man. Really appreciate you taking the time this evening. Congratulations again on all the success last season, not only, uh, you know, becoming a national champion, but also 
winning the freshman of the year as well. So congrats on all the success and really looking forward to seeing what the 2020 uh, season has in store for you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. God bless.